Real quick note before we get started, if you're someone who truly finds the content in this podcast valuable, I ask that you please rate it and share it with your colleagues. In doing so, you can help us reach more bankers who are struggling to find sales advice that truly serves them. All right, let's get into it. When you're sitting with a client and you're trying to talk with them about meeting with the advisor, if you care more about getting onto the calendar than they do, then they don't trust you. They don't trust the recommendation because it doesn't really feel like it's in their best interest. The real test comes the moment that you make that recommendation. Like, do you care if they say yes or no? And it's understanding that you caring is completely irrelevant and it hurts the opportunity you're in front of. Welcome to the Banking on Sales Success podcast. I'm your host, Brian Drake. After a decade-long journey working in the banking industry, I learned a lot about what works and what doesn't, and now I'm sharing those insights with you. If you've been in the banking industry for some time, you've probably realized that the majority of sales advice out there isn't built for us. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to episode 12 of Banking on Sales Success. Today, what we're talking about is what can happen when you let go of your desire as a banker. And the desire, of course, I'm talking about is you wanting the person in front of you to say yes when you recommend a meeting for your advisor. What I'm going to be sharing with you is a lesson I learned through an experience as a coach. And it happened when I was working with one of the bankers who joined my coaching program very early on. So what I'm going to do is share with you the experience and then make the recommendation on what I believe would be in your best interest to do moving forward. So here's what happened. Back in February, I took on a banker into my coaching program and he was one of the very first bankers that I started coaching. And this particular individual was a national achiever at the bank, but was very highly motivated to reach 10,000 PVCs and was the kind of person who was very open-minded, very ambitious to learn as much as they could. So they joined the program and for the first month or two, things didn't really go that well. And it was really no fault of theirs. As a coach, I didn't really have a very nice, clean process and system and frameworks that I was teaching. I was just trying to teach what I could without much structure. So after about two months, we finally got a pretty structured process in place. And once we started executing on it, I started getting messages from this banker saying, hey, I just got an appointment for the advisor. Hey, I just got another appointment for the advisor. And all of a sudden, momentum started to build, and I started getting quite a few messages. And then one day, I get this message from him. And he says, uh, hey, Brian, I'm being promoted to the private client advisor role. I'm no longer going to be a PCB. And then two weeks later, I get another message from him. And he's like, Brian, I don't really know what's happening right now, but I am scheduling just appointment after appointment after appointment. And so I asked him, I was like, well, are you doing anything different? He said, no, nothing different. But I'm getting like consistently more appointments each and every day on the calendar. And I'm not quite sure what's going on. And I said, okay, let me ask you a question. I was like, when you start talking with a client about their ideal financial future, like, do you care whether or not they say yes to your advisor recommendation? And he said, no, like, I don't care at all because I'm not going to get the PVCs for it. And I said, right, so the only thing that's changed is you no longer really have a desire for them to say yes to your recommendation. Is that right? 
And he kind of had that like aha moment. He's like, yeah. I was like, you see, I know we've talked about this, but it's not until you truly can let go of that desire does it really impact the way that the client feels while we're making that recommendation. And so it was around this time that I just realized how incredibly essential it is for us not to have that desire or at least to try to be aware of it and for it not to come through in our body language and in our tone. Here's the truth and important understanding that I want all of you to know. When you're sitting with a client and you're trying to talk with them about meeting with the advisor, if you care more about getting onto the calendar than they do, then they don't trust you. They don't trust the recommendation because it doesn't really feel like it's in their best interest. People are excellent at detecting another human being's intention. If having that conversation, your only intention is to get them on the calendar, they immediately start to feel like you're not someone they can trust and it really kills any opportunity that you really have. The first sign that you're emotionally attached to the outcome is whether or not you start to feel excitement once you have that conversation. And then the real test comes the moment that you make that recommendation. Like, do you care if they say yes or no? And it's understanding that you caring is completely irrelevant and it hurts the opportunity you're in front of. Asking a client to meet with the advisor if it gets to the point that it's like asking them if they want a sandwich and not caring one way or another if they say yes or no, because who cares if they eat a sandwich? Them saying no just means that they're not hungry. When we get to that point, people will start to just trust us because we don't really have any intention or a real want for them to say yes. Like it's more for them than it is for us. So as you move forward as a banker, and as you're sitting down and you're having these conversations, it's having awareness of what's happening with you emotionally when you're having these conversations. And then it's doing what you can to suppress any way that you feel once you make that recommendation. And it's truly not caring one way or another if they say yes or no. And when you get to that point where it doesn't impact you either way, then you actually get more people saying yes because there won't be any signs that you're somebody that they cannot trust. So that's what I recommend you do moving forward. The more you practice trying to suppress yourself emotionally, the more success you'll have as you're trying to get these appointments onto the financial advisor's calendar. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Banking on Sales Success. I'm Brian Drake, your host. Until our next episode, keep challenging the status quo and remember, your potential for remarkable success is within reach. Good luck to you guys.